Hello everyone and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast featuring the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons, each who stare down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance and idyllic charm. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Season Enterprises, uh, which of course, as you all know, is a uh, leprechaun factory. That was not very imaginative this week. Uh, I just, I, I, that one's right off the leprechaun hook. Leprechaun pause factory. F fabrication uh, assembly. Not unit. one of your best, my friend. That's but okay. it is apropos to the nature of this special, special edition of I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my long cast. Who, who am I joined by? What is the voice on the other side of this uh, live recording? As I, as I drop the microphone. Yeah. Uh, my name is Noah Tarno. I'm the founder and the senior quiz master of the big quiz thing. The trivia game show spectacular nationwide in the United States and now a fixture of entertainment here do you think, in this lovely, very green city of Dublin, Ireland. Do you think perhaps we should call you Otarn this week? Otarn. On account? Tarn O. T A R N apostrophe. I gave you a very specific edict backwards. when you got here. I said, you better take out that Gideon's Bible and start pretending you're Catholic because you increased the uh, Jewish population of this country were, by about 200%. Were the Gideons Catholic? I don't know who they were. I, I don't know. I mean, there isn't a law. You know about the Gideon Bible. It's not like yeah. some law. It's just my this hotel, group hotel of people has a, yeah, Gideon right, Bible. That, that lobbied, no pun intended, hotels to put Bibles in every... Yeah. I mean, I thought it was just a U.S. thing, but apparently, no, apparently they're here. Apparently they're here, yeah. Anyway, this is a very special edition. Yeah. Bill and I, you know, usually when we do the show, I'm in San Francisco. Bill's in Amsterdam. But we are together again for the very first time in quite a while. Very first time, yeah. You know what, we recorded- pre-pandemic. We recorded an episode in plain air, I want to say in 2017. Yes. From the South Rim of the Grand Canyon. 2018. 2018, from the yes. South Rim of the Grand Canyon. South Grim, Rim of the Grand Canyon. We're in a very different, but perhaps equally beautiful place right now. Uh, equally elevated too, that's true. Yeah. Um, no, we haven't seen each other since about, I would say 2019, yes. since before I moved to Europe, yes. Yes. and you moved to uh, Southeast Asia. Yes, no. Uh, San Francisco equals South. Yes, my friends, we are on uh, what, the, what they say in Gaelic Irish as Duff Lin, which is quite literally Black Pool, the confluence. That's what that means? It's the confluence of the oh. River Poddle and the River Liffey. Look at this guy. Look yeah. at this guy. Uh, that's what this lovely city of Dublin, Ireland yes. is named after. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we have been walking around it. It's, it's, it's some business, some pleasure. I dig uh, it. I dig it. This is yeah. the, the mixture of, it was actually, the Big Quiz Thing was doing yes. its first show and I was assisting. First, I was your first, lovely. First show in Ireland last night. Yeah. Uh, and I told Bill, hey, I might be going to Dublin for a gig. And he's like, fuck that. I'm meeting you there. And here he is. Here we are, hanging out, having a good time. He helped me out at my event last night. Yeah. It was a big success. Hire me, bring me back, bring me to your city, wherever it happens to be. And uh, we said, you know what? We're going to be together. Let's record an episode. And even more so, let's find, you know, because at the Grand, Grand Canyon, you remember what our topic was at the Grand Canyon? Uh, it was um, American uh, Vandal. American Vandal, which yeah. had nothing to do. No, that's true. With it the was, Grand that was Canyon just a regular Arizona. Run of the, the run of the mill episode. Right, or show, canyons yeah. in general. Although we did like that topic very much. We, so we didn't do canyons, which we should have done. Yes, I don't get it. Canyons. Canyons. So. I said, look, we got to do an episode that is Irish-centric. And I said, you know what we should do? We should do whatever that wacky sport is that no one plays in the U.S. They love in Ireland, like hurling or hunting. Or Drinking alcohol. Dr yeah, there's some sport that they love here. And we're like, we should look into that. But then we stumble upon an article in the August publication that is the Times of New York. These New York Times. Right, between articles about winterizing your yachts. And, and seafood bisque recipes. Seafood bisque and- Florence, 
Florence Fabricant's right. better uh, grilled cheese restaurant. Right. And, uh, and the Republicans' genuine concern about the debts. Or my favorite yeah. was uh, this year at the Coronation, they will not be serving lamprey pie on account of the lampreys being endangered. <laughs> is this it is, serious, really? This they is said a, that? This, how that's bad news for Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Biden was going to center his entire 24 re-election campaign <laughs> lamprey on pie. lamprey pie. You know that because those are those are the kitchen table issues that Americans are quite concerned literally with. the kitchen table lamprey issues. pie and genuine concerns yeah. about the debt. <laughs> this is what Americans care about. Yes. Uh, anyway, so it was an article in the Times, perfect about you know we always look at like to look in the show something hot that new happening, especially among young people. An article in the Times about a topic specifically about millennials who aren't kids anymore. And the guy we're really talking about is 37, I believe. David Chambers is his he real name. He considers himself middle-aged, no less. That's a right. quote from him. But he goes by the name uh, Blind Boy Boat something. Blind yeah. Boy. Usually just Blind Boy. Yeah. But his full. Blind Boy Boat Trip. Boat Trip. His full. Really? Boat Trip? I think so. Yeah. We're really informed. Boat Club. Here. Sorry. Boat, boat Club. Club. Thank you. Uh, so he, he, is, he is known as Blind Boy Boat Club, or more commonly, I know him as Blind Boy. And he is the sole writer and host of a hugely popular podcast here in Ireland. Uh, so popular, he's toured Canada, he's toured Thailand. Yeah, weird. And the Times So did Gary Glitter. That didn't go well for him either. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Look it up, or better yet, don't. Yeah, don't. Um, rock and roll. Hey! <laughs> Most popular song at uh, sporting events, yeah. written and performed by a pedophile. So... Uh, Blind Boy uh, podcast, and uh, Bill, give us give us the the six one one on the Blind Boy podcast. Yeah, whatever information we didn't check to see what the local uh, exchange for information is in, in in Ireland, so we don't quite know. But Blind Boy podcast is the magnum opus of, as Noah said, David Chambers, known by the professional pseudonym Blind Boy Boat Club. He's an Irish satirist, a musician, podcaster, author, television presenter. In the town of Limerick. Yeah, I love that. Great, and great I mean, Yeah, I mean, you listen to this guy's podcast, and it's like... And the whole thing's done in Limericks. No, it's not. No, that's a, it's a real constructive <laughs> no, farce, the whole thing's done in Limerick. That'll Actually, interesting. the weird thing is when you spend any time in this country, the Irish start telling you that every town and every county pretty much has its own accent. You know, and there are there are differences we yeah. might not pick it up. But this the Limer this guy in Limerick sounded different from my other right. Irish friends. I will, I, I will tell you, I've had no problem understanding people. No, it's not the yeah, no, the, the Irish won't do that to you. Yeah. It's not like going to Glasgow or no, something like imagine. that. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so he had a, a previous uh, comedy hip hop career. I guess you call it, a band called the Rubber Bandits. They wore plastic shopping bags, the kind that are banned in most cities now, right. no less. They wore, he wore it over his head almost like a luchador. Yeah, with holes cut out for the mouth and the eyes. Yeah, it yeah. really looked like Santo or one of those yeah. kind of... Yeah, by, by the way, did you see what he did before? Like, his first mild level of fame? What was the that? Times were, he was doing prank phone calls <laughs> that he recorded. See, I kept meaning to look him up and listen to them. That's our specialty. And he got mildly famous for doing prank phone calls in Ireland. We missed he's, our real calling. He's the that. Irish jerky boys, folks. Uh, so yeah, the, the the mask thing it conceals his identity, but now it's kind of become. Well, um, we know he is. It's just he doesn't recognize him. Yeah, right. In he's a small country. By you know, like by sight, he doesn't want to be seen. So right. when he performs, he, he does this thing behind the bag that conceals his identity. He regularly discusses uh, topically on the on the podcast mental health, masculinity, socio political issues in Ireland around the world. Uh, the podcast has been rolling since 2017, uh, featuring interviews and coverage of social issues. He's also appeared in two collections of short stories, number of television programs. That's P R O G A M M E S yes, because it's in uh, Ireland and the United Kingdom, exactly. Yes. And he was apparently uh, in a BBC doc series called "A Blind Boy Undestroys the World." He's got a big, you know, big resume. 
So as Noah said, born in Limerick, 1984, uh, kind of went to an art school. Um, in 2015, he earned his MA in social practice and creative environment. He was diagnosed with autism in his 30s. He talks about that a lot on the podcast, yes, yes. that to him being on the neuroatypical is an important thing for this guy. He does. I mean, look, I'm no expert, but he, he sounds atypical, which which I think is I a benefit of the, so. uh, of the I mean, show. It really. doesn't matter what I think. Yeah. A, what, how, how you, somebody supposed your to opinion sound. is worthless. That's the end of the show, folks. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, it, once, once he was part of a duo, but this podcast is really a thing where he writes these, you know, uh, really ranging scripts. And they're, they're upwards of 60, 65, 70 minute scripts. And they're fairly tight. They have that, that sound of that, uh, you know, you're just seeing somebody get behind a microphone and almost yeah. talk extemporaneously, but his thoughts are a lot more gathered and, 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 yeah. and that's so a lot of You hear this mild music in the background, and then he takes a break to play the ocarina. That's very strange. Yeah, somebody it's, from San Juan, Puerto Rico yeah. sent him an ocarina. It's time for an ocarina break. Time no, break. I thought he was playing it himself. Yeah. No, but they sent it to him. Yeah. They sent him an ocarina. Yeah. And that's okay. what he does before he kicks, That's what you do with your favorite Before he kicks podcast. advertisers, he yeah. brackets the, uh, yeah, yeah, that's very uh, random. It's time for an ocarina break. Uh, so apparently he's talked to guys like Spike Lee and Killian Murphy, no less, the estimable Irish actor, the, the maybe the first preeminent actor of Ireland at the moment, Killian Murphy. That's kind of a big deal. Really? Yeah, that's what they said. Isn't Daniel Day-Lewis Irish? No, he's English of Irish descent. Liam Neeson's Irish, right? Liam Neeson's from Belfast, yeah. There you go. I don't take that guy seriously. But that's Northern Ireland. Movies. Northern Ireland, yeah, he's an Ulsterite. Yeah. He's a damned Ulster, Ulsterite. I you know the song Alternative Ulster by Stiff Little Fingers? I don't know. That, that. song is awesome. Uh, so 250,000 weekly listeners in Ireland, over a million worldwide listeners. By the way, I just learned this on this trip. Ireland apparently has five million people. Yes. And only, what did we learn yesterday? 2,000 Jews. Yeah. So Noah increased, I thought we were everywhere. Noah increased the Jewish population yes. of this country by apparently by a, a measurable percent. Thirteen percent. Thirteen percent increase in Jewry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He brought he brought a little bit of Ashkenazi with yeah, him. We here. learned that yesterday at the little museum in Dublin, which I recommend. So uh, Noah, tell me your thoughts on this uh, idea that you win one bias to discuss. Yeah. Um, I I I like this quite a bit. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm definitely not going to go see him in person. And I'm not going to like go back and listen to all however many hundreds of episodes he's already done. But I am following the podcast and I'm almost certainly going to listen to it again. Um, he's very engaging. He's very smart. He's a, good, he's a good podcaster voice. You know, there's a podcaster voice, which sometimes can be grating, but his voice is very soothing and calming. Uh, and he's relatable. He's definitely very relatable what he talks about. I mean, certainly for me as a man, you know, not much older than him and and someone who thinks a lot about mental health and masculinity and all those issues. Uh, and he also feels very honest. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. The first episode I listened to jumped out at me. The topic was a, a former topic of our show, The Elf on the Shelf, right? Right. And he talks about how The Elf on the Shelf, there's, there's something insidious about it, that the surveillance idea, right? And, you know, I don't want to say it was harrowing what he talks about, but it definitely, you know, he, he's talking about the, the, the dark sides of certain things in an intelligent, relatable, and not just doom and gloom way. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm not crazy about it. After four episodes last night, I'm like, I should listen to another. I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like it. So I, I moved on to a you got the point. politics podcast, right. So I was done for now. But like I said, I think I will probably go back. Uh, but I certainly like that he's out there. He's talking about things that need to be talked about, masculinity, environmentalism, uh, and philosophy. I feel like there isn't enough talk about philosophy anymore. And he talks about them in ways that aren't talked about much. You know, it's funny, uh, I, something I've heard him do in every episode, pretty much clearly playing the same recording, is he encourages people to subscribe to his Patreon account. 
and he, he really clear another former topic of ours. Yeah, we're all over the place, man. Yeah, oh, they're on us. They're on us. They're on us. They people they're, beg us to cover up their top. Fucking ass. actually, can you imagine if we were like really famous? All the crap and not barely popular stuff that would be pitched to us. This is going to be huge. You guys want to get in front of us, and like no one would care about it. As George Costanza said, I, I have a, a line on a robot butcher. <laughs> really, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, the ro- the publicist for the robot butcher would be hitting us up. Anyway, so he's got a Patreon account, and he says he loves Patreon because you know you give money, it means he doesn't have to talk about things that he thinks are going to be popular or that an advertiser or a sponsor wants him to talk about. He could just talk about the things he's really passionate about or really feels he has something unique to say about it. And, you know, that's a gift if you could do that. Of course, he says that from the privilege of someone who, you know, has 250,000 followers and is already somewhat famous and the New York Times is writing, is writing about him. But regardless, you know, one way or another, it does enable him to explore these issues. And, uh, I mean, we'll get to this later when we talk about the Felonian scale, but I never, I compared it to other podcasts we talked about. And the first one that came to mind was Call Her Daddy, which was that woman talking about, when I remember not hating it. Was that 2021 or I think we Yeah, I think it was 21. It? I remember I was, yeah. I was visiting my parents at the time. And um, I, I didn't hate it because I thought like, well, she's talking about feminism in some important and smart ways, but she was so damn annoying. And I thought it was okay. I thought her heart was in the right place, but it still felt shallow and pandering compared to this. Maybe that's because, you know, I'm a man, so I'm more the target audience here, and I was not the target audience of Caller Daddy. But one way or another, I feel this is deeper and more beneficial. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm heartened that this is popular and this is caught on, and I'm glad it's out there. Yeah, this is a good piece of art. I enjoyed this quite a bit, more than I thought it would. And to be fair, uh, or to be honest, I thought that going into this, the whole bag over the head thing was like... <laughs> Some sort of yeah. bad boy yeah. posture. Look, look at look at the photos of him in the New York Times. He looks like a complete idiot. Yeah, the, pro- the problem ridiculous. is ridiculous. When you see somebody who is coming from this part of the the Anglo Anglophone part of Europe and is is obsessed with concealing their identity and wears something over their face, it immediately makes me think of Banksy, who actually enjoys oh, work. Jesus. But Banksy's persona is a little obnoxious. Um, yeah. Even though I, I, it's weird because I I agree with Banksy. I'm into what he says. I agree with Banksy. It's still it's still kind of like oh it's a whole it's a whole a lot of a lot of stagecraft, a lot of theater to put this out. You're taking up a lot of time. But um, having listened to this stuff, I think I listened to three podcasts, and it was the saga. I just by coincidence happened to listen to the saga about these stray cats, these oh, ferals, yeah. in his backyard. Yeah. No, and but he took that. They were her, his cats. No, they're not. They they they, they were on, He took care of them, but they were feral, and they were oh, in the backyard. Oh, I only read the I read. Listened to the one after one of them died. Yeah. But he, he had them for a while. He did. And he, he named them, he loved them. All yeah, that. He, the two cats, one, there was a, 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 it was a blind sort of deaf right. Blind boys. boy and his yeah. litter and mate. The, the blind boy cat, the blind tom cat was in blind really bad cat, shape. Blind boy cat, yeah. blind boy book club. Blind boy book club. That cat was in bad shape, and that cat was kind of stewarded over by the litter mate, a girl cat. Um, so the boy cat's name was Silken Thomas, and the girl cat's name was Napper Tandy. What does Napper Tandy mean? It's some Irish thing. It's because some bit of folklore. We you know? saw a pub here called that. There's, there's a, a million. In, there's a pub in San Francisco called the Napper yeah, Tandy. There's a million pubs. It's, it's, I gotta it's, look it's it up. An I don't know what that thing. means. Yeah. Anyway, so the, him telling the story, like I'm listening to it, 
Actually, I was as I was walking back and forth to your gigs yesterday. I was walking around the city here. Gigs? Now you booked me for more. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Thank no, you. There was yeah. I, I carried them on without you. Yeah, whether right, you so did a good thank job. You. Good, thanks. And, um, and give I, me my money. Now. I sort of didn't realize through probably listening about a half hour. I'm like, oh, this is a tight script, and he's really reading this. Yeah. He makes it sound like this is contemporaneous. No, I, I can believe he spends hours and yes, hours and he hours. Does, right? And he side. talks yeah. a lot about the writing process anyway. But like the, the, him talking about the writing process didn't really put it in my head that somehow, oh, when I'm listening to him talk about the cats, that is part of his writing process. And it was made to sound less like a script and more like speech. You know, that, that is a skill in and of itself is to write, not, you don't read writing, you know, you, you read a script, you know, right. and the script sounds like speech. And that's, that, anyway, that's great. So yeah, there's something really gentle about him. He kind of like doesn't engage in masculine tropes. He seems like he's very sensitive and, and uh, he, he's sort of of the moment, um, you know, really down to earth again. And it's like, we don't know too many seagulls uh, who are right behind us. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't I like, don't think it's a seagull, man. Huh? Is that a, it looks like a seagull. It's a yeah. bagel, you know, with cream cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, so I, I enjoy I enjoyed this quite a bit. I mean, um, I don't know if I'll listen to more of it just because this I don't do culture podcasts like this. Where I'm <laughs> listening to somebody. I don't I, do this. I like topical stuff. Yes. I mean, I'm I'm in I'm, storytelling is great. I I just don't engage in it. I don't I don't seek right. storytelling out right. as, as a medium. That I mean, I I will never do. I think this is good, but I will never engage in it, and I will I will piss on his grave. But other than that, I think it's great. Oh hello, you paltry salty Garibaldis. Welcome to week number 12 of the Blind Buy podcast. We are still number one in the podcast charts because of the actions of you glorious cans. So Bill, um, you know, a guy with a bag on his head telling slightly rambling stories is being written about in the New York Times, gets the tour, you know, I mean, he was talking about, he sold, he's selling out a show in Vancouver. Like, how does this happen? Like, how does this happen? Why is he famous? Why is this popular? Why is the Times writing about it? Well, I think that something uh, is really important to remember is that there is still a gigantic Irish diaspora. There is a lot of Irish thrown to the four corners of the globe. And I mean, you know, as longtime New Yorker, longtime New Yorkers, and not just that, but people in America, we encountered a lot of Irish people, a lot of Irish culture. You know, I mean, it's easy to think about that in New York because it's a, it's a beachhead of, you know, Irish immigration. It has been for the better part of the 20th century. There's a lot of before Irish influence. That. Yeah, before that even. You get my point. Um, but, you know, I guess it really means that, first of all, there's a lot of Irish people who are around the world who don't feel like they're in touch with Irish culture because they're so far away from the Emerald By Isle. the way, we need to say, sorry, he talks a lot about, like, specific Irish shit. Like, politics here. They got a big housing crisis here. Yeah. Like it's specific socioeconomic right. things. Right. I mean, I skipped in, in over those episodes, culture, yeah. but he's rooted in like local <clears throat> Irish issues. So yeah, this has a lot more appeal for people who pay attention to what's going on in Ireland. I have no yeah. doubt that uh, Irish expats living around the world, and again, they, like you know, he's got a big crowd in Canada, and he's, he went to t Thailand. Yeah. Uh, I've met just in my travels around the world, you know, dive masters in, in, in far off places are Irish and dive masters. Yeah, people. That's what they call masters. They're called dive, dive masters. Dive mongers. Dive mongers? Yeah. No, those are people who provide, not necessarily guys. Why is there, why can you only monger a few things? Like uh, fish, Cheese, whores. fish, iron, whores, hate. You can monger hate. Iron whores? Yeah. Well, you mong it. Yeah, so you're a, a monger because you're monging something. I wonder if that's like a Latin word that got right. kind of anglicized, romanticized. Right. Yeah, interesting. It's a very limited number of things you can yeah. monger. That's true. You, you can mong. You can't monger a lot of things. Yeah, you don't hear about like love mongers. No. And you really can't, you can't monger. You can like iron You monger. mong. So you you're mong. a monger. You mong. 
So you're a monger, yeah. right? Well, I guess so. These things are important, folks. Continue. So he's a podcast monger. Yeah. Uh, I think the Irish people like to have a connection to their own culture. They like the fact that if they're not around the, the particular Limerick accent, the brogue from there, he, they get to hear it from this guy. You know, but let's say, why would it appeal to people beyond that? Well, because it's very specific. He, he is giving you this engaged reaction to Irish culture in a wonderful way. And, you know, he's taking everything very seriously. Um, you yeah. know, and, and engaging with serious questions as, what, what generation do you say? He's, he's 37, so does that make him a millennial or a Z? Or uh, You know, I hate these I know, terms. You have to put Because to put they're all over the place. It. But, yeah, I think millennial counts for okay. 37. He's a millennial, yeah. so he's engaging the world, like I said, very non-confrontational, very sort of problem-solving, very practical, also very emotional, mm -hmm. and, you know, talking about his feelings, and again, talking about his, his neuroatypicality. So, you know, there's a lot to recommend about his technique, I think, that appeals to everybody, especially, um, you know, like podcasting. I forgot at the beginning, this is kind of what podcasting was. It was almost like storytelling or theater of the mind before it became things like, well, let's let's recap the box office this weekend or let's talk about what's the proper right. way to book a Disney cruise. Yeah. You know, like there's yes. a lot of procedural. Well, why the, this is bad for Joe Biden. Right. That's yeah. the stuff I listen to is more procedural, topical stuff. And this is more the storytelling thing. Yeah. Oh, and also, you know, how about this, too? Which is ironic because your wife is basically a storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't podcast. Yeah. I, I, the, the final thing was I kept thinking, uh, it was almost so obvious it didn't occur to me until I was listening to like the third episode. And I was like, oh, right, this country. And I was looking around hearing church bells. I'm like, it's kind of a sermon. Like what he's giving us is sort of a sermon. And he doesn't identify as Catholic necessarily. It doesn't mean he's not or wasn't raised in the tradition. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, ha, huh, there's maybe that it's uncanny that there's something kind of uh, liturgical or, or or sort of catholic priest like you know where you deliver a homily about something that's topical that's designed to almost uplift if possible mm -hmm. and it struck me it's like yeah. well maybe he's maybe he's sermonizing in a good way the yeah. way that you want the catholic church to to sermonize you know i didn't think of that as a sermon as yeah. almost a quasi-religious thing but yeah. but that it's makes a secular sense. religion yeah. and it, it dovetails a bit with my thoughts about it. i mean at first, answering the question of why, like, I, I, I was asking about this yesterday. Like, I have to wonder, like, how does something like this catch on? And I think he benefited from existing fame. You know, his little hip-hop group actually had a hit here. And, of course, I said, like, his prank phone call thing got him some mild infamy. Uh, and you said, this is a small country. So, like, if you catch on in Ireland... Yeah, you know, it's so, easy to sell it. It it's, reverberates it's very quick. Right, it's easy to move on to the, to this the is next. A, this thing. is a town full of small villages rather town, than cities. Town full of small villages. It's a town full of small countries. Okay. <laughs> what did you say yesterday that was hilarious? Uh, something. Something about pass out of vogue or. Oh, it passed out of vogue. It was passe. It, it is. It 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 is no longer in passe. It's not in yeah. passe. Okay, yeah. good one. Anyway, no, I love it. I love when people talk like that. It's hilarious. Um, but I also think people are hungry for something like this. There's a quote from the Times I'm going to read. Uh, the most interesting thing about the success of the Blind Boy podcast, though, is the esoteric and seemingly random nature of many episodes. Where it is common for popular millennial podcasts to attract interest via culture war topics, deliberately courting controversy or talking mostly about trending social justice issues, Chambers has garnered a huge audience mostly by talking about things that nobody is really supposed to care about. Now, I would counter that and say, this is absolutely what people are yeah, quote, I, supposed I, I to care disagree, about. I disagree with the contention. It's right. completely you, things you, you should you, care you about. Go to, you, you, get a, you get a liberal arts education in the United States. You're told that's all people are supposed to care about. But the problem is it feels like nobody does care about it. You know, as I said before, like, I feel like this, these podcasts are about philosophy, which no one talks about anymore. Yeah. I also think it's in his pace. 
He is slow, he is deliberate, you know, I don't know, but maybe the autism thing plays into that. And, you know, the way he stops and he gets us to, the way he just talks and gets us to stop and think, you know, to sit, to ruminate, to plant wildflowers, to observe our cats, to explore mental health and not in the, you know, the bullshit wellness way that our country seems to. Yeah, not, not like, let's medicate the shit out right, of us and make oh, it go away. Right, not that, but like fucking a candle that smells like your vagina, like is the only way to like. Better hold on to that. Engage in, you know, wellness or, 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 mental, or self-care, which is another slightly insidious term. Um, you know, we just want to stop to stop the noise, you know? And I think he does that in a way that he gets it across very well and entertainingly, and he has, seems to have the right voice and demeanor and attitude for it. And people are desperate for that. It's, it's, a, it's a sense of doing something. When, when I write a story, it reveals itself to me. It happens in front of the page. And a huge story, 12,000 words, 16,000 words, an entire plot, fucking subplot, structure. I don't plan it out. It happens, it reveals itself like I'm watching a film in this intense state of concentration where I'm not even aware I'm writing a story. It's like I'm in a dream and it's just coming out. All right, Noah, tell me, would you have liked this topic as a kid? An Irish, a small Irish boy growing if up. I were shoeless, uh, shoeless up in shoeless a coal... A cold choke right. village starving yeah. for potato uh, starvation yes, 120 is, years ago. Yes. Um, With your mother, Angela. Yes. And her ashes. And her ashes. Yeah, both of those things. Leave my ashes alone. Those Leave are my ashes my now. Ashes. Oh, yeah. See, we've been walking around and Bill's it's always been, doing this It's been great. Accent. I can't help myself. We walked by a child today who was wearing green. He's like, oh, it's a leprechaun. And I'm like, yeah, a little louder now. Okay. Although, I'll tell you, though, you walk by or you pop into, like, a souvenir shop in this town, Oh my God! It's Kelly Green everywhere. Like how is how are how are they not insulted by this? Because they make money off it's of little it. leprechauns, it's clovers, it's all there's, the paddy wagons. They're it's, selling it's Irish whimsy to you. That's what they're doing. How, how much feel, Guinness have I drink since I, I got here? But I feel like this is okay. I mean, talk about white privilege. Like this is why St. Patrick's Day always annoys me. It's like why don't you lean into the worst stereotype of your people? We're all drunken maniacs. Yeah. Like it is literally like, hey, to celebrate this Jewish holiday, we're all gonna you know. It's, skim money off people oh to celebrate juneteenth we're gonna you know sit around and refuse to work and eat watermelon i mean sorry to be harsh about it but like i feel like you're really leaning into the worst stereotype i mean leprechauns whatever are silly but like i'm now i'm getting a whole other topic yeah yeah yeah. like drunkenness anyway enough of that uh yeah i think if i were young now i'd be a big fan of this uh i think i would have looked up to him and I might have even tried to do this myself. In fact, listening to this, I'm like, oh shit, I should do this. I should just tell stories on a podcast. Um, I mean, you know, I want to be celebrated for my thoughts. Uh, when I was younger, I, I don't know if I ever told you this, Bill, I started writing three times. I started writing my memoirs. Somewhere out there, I have 30 pages of a slightly fictionalized story of my life. Now the data about covers it, though. How much more yeah, do you need? I know, exactly. 32 pages? Not that much to tell, right. I, I started a quiz show and went to Dublin. That's it. Um, there's still a part of me that wants to share my stories and there's still a part of me that, that thinks, you know, in an intimate way, the way blind boy seems to do, you know, his stories. And look, I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but there's still a part of me that believes the world would be interested in my stories. Um, frankly, I, I believe every therapist I've ever worked with has found me more entertaining than most of their other patients. Some of them even told me. I that. would believe it. I'll, I'll right. just that as your, For, cur- as yes. your current therapist. As my current therapist, right. 
Uh, we're sponsored by BetterHelp.com. No. Um, BetterHelp.com. So BetterHelp, Michael. LGBT matters. Yes, Q matters. They're killers, Michael. They're killers, Michael. We'll keep calling back to old topics. Anyway, um, yeah, I think I'd look up to him as an idol, and he might even, you know, if, if I were 22 and 15 years younger than this guy than, than, rather than 10 years older than him. Uh, and also, you know, I would have seen this as, you know, how to pattern my life as a thoughtful man, engaged, thoughtful, caring man. Uh, I would have taken a lot of inspiration and admiration from this. So, so yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I like him now. I think I'd really like him if I were much younger. That's interesting. I, I, yeah. I found like um, this is me as the current adult I am, where I've made a sizable investment in, in I'd say mental, health, my own mental health. Yeah. And and um, yeah. advocating for everyone, everyone's mental health around me, and, and like thinking one of my life's missions is to, to make my friends happier and more happy people around me means more happy people around them and so on and so forth. Bill, you told, you told me a great story yesterday. I mean, I'm not saying tell it now, but maybe follow up if you want it, that really talks about how you want to make people happier. You, you really made yourself sound good yesterday. Did I? All right, well, that'd yeah, be a It's a great story. You should be proud of yourself. Future time. Thank you. Yeah. But, uh, so, but the, the irony, though, is that I, no, there's no way I would have listened. Like this, to me, I would have tuned this out. Really? As this sort of, yeah, there's nothing here for me because I ah. thought, oh, this is a guy who's droning on about So you weren't bullshit. ready for this kind of stuff when you were 22? No, not. So when did you become ready for it? In your 30s? Yeah, you right. definitely, yeah. Uh, I would say around the age of 30 is where this mm -hmm. stuff kind of dawned on me. I was, you know, a bit of a solipsist, you know, and honestly, in an island of one, I wasn't looking to, I wasn't like pushing, throwing people over and getting them out of my way and knocking over children and shit like that. It's just that I think I was just a little deranged in terms of being self-absorbed <laughs> and not having empathy. And it's oh. like, once You'd you- would be an incel if you were a kid. Once now. you open the door of empathy, then I think all this stuff kind of floods in if you're not if you're not a, a lunatic and it's like hopefully I'm not a lunatic but that's why this hits more now in my 40s I'm listening to talk about these cats and I was like Jesus that's actually a way to get to my heart because I've been a yeah, cat father that's right for the last 20 years of my life Me at least too. and so it's like oh man like this is everything I mean not only is it talking about cats but he's describing the whole thing the phenomenon of getting with these cats in the way that like only I feel like I have in my head. This is my, my personal relationship. Yeah. So he was like picking my locks now. And it just laid out this, this real difference that no, there's kind of no way I would have felt any, anywhere close to this when I was a younger person. Modern slavery is different. People who are trapped by physical and emotional abuse or death are coerced into having their labor exploited. Is there any aspect of the blind boy boat, boat gang, boat club? Blind boy, bag boat, head, boat lift, boat rift, boat, boaty McBoat Go face. Go fast boat. Yeah. Uh, cigarette boat. Cig what is that? What does that mean, cigarette those boat? Those are those uh, fast speed boats in like Miami Vice that go between Cuba and Florida. cigarette boats? Why, because they so. smuggle cigarettes? Yeah, they got like Ferrari engines. Well, it was originally cigarettes and I wanted to be in Coca. Yeah. Oh, they, they smuggle co Coca-Cola? Yeah. Yes, Coca-Cola. Okay. <laughs> Do you know, actually? Mr. Pimp. They smuggle, Mr. <laughs> they smuggle rock and rye. Um, Werner's boats. Werner's boats. <laughs> Do you know, technically, 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 there was still cocaine in Coca-Cola? Uh, no, I didn't know that. The grains are so small, there is no way to completely... But if you wanted to drink enough Coke to get any physiological effect from the cocaine, let alone get high from it, you would have to drink so much coke that the sugar would kill you first. Yeah, I know some people who are doing that right now, right. actually. <laughs> have nothing to do with the cocaine. Nothing to do with the cocaine. Just really into I've met those guys. Yeah, um, or women. Uh, okay, so is there any sign of this, any aspect of this thing that 
augurs the apocalypse. No, not at all. Uh, this is uh, great. You know, when again, it's it's like maybe this guy was a little bit of a trickster. You know, a, 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 a yeah, kind it's, of it's like all a, scam. It's an all imp scam. In his younger age, and an art school kid, and you sort of wonder. It's like, well, you know, some of these guys are piss takers, and you know, they they they, they just think everything is a fucking joke. And it's like, well, it's nice to see that this guy really comes around on the idea of of, of mental health and his own mental health and revelation and talking about things in a very revelatory way that you will sign on with what he's saying. Um, but you know, I also think that it says good things about this landmass we're currently on where this is really popular. Yeah. This isn't some investing pod. I'm not, I'm not, I, I can't say for sure that the there Irish isn't an investing podcast, but, for instance, that's really popular. By you the way, I, mean? I was looking at Reddit last night yeah. and you can tell them in Ireland and you know how when you just go to the main page, it suggests like subreddits for you. Okay. And it's suggesting like Irish person, you know, R slash Irish personal finance. Well, this like, is this literally is a, this suggesting is a stuff for me. This is where uh, Apple parks its money here. This I is didn't one know of the, that, really? Oh, this is this is a big, this is like Cayman Islands. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, Apple Cayman? in particular is pretty bad. Yeah, Cray it's, Cosmo it's pronounced, Kramer Islands? It's pronounced Cayman, actually. Yeah. Um, no, but it's like, so this, like I said, it says good things about this uh, this island, this, this nation island we're on, that it is so popular that it's not some douchey, uh, you know, I don't know. What, what, what is a shitty podcast back home that's a cultural thing? Some Joe of the, the dirtbag left. Yeah, the Joe Rogan, Chapo, Trap House shit that it's like so arcane and I don't listen to that shit, yeah, you know. I, I do not listen to that. Right, thing. exactly. It's like this This is a good podcast and it's storytelling. And again, you know, for the people who say, I only read nonfiction, I don't read fiction. It's like this is somebody, it's nonfiction, but it has sort of a fictive folky bent to it from a country that has such a literary treasured history. Oh, yes. In fact, we're sitting here in William Butler Yeats Park right now. We drank William Butler Yeats sparkling water last night. It was great. It was it was very good. That's true. You're not wrong about they're not right. even I, that sounded like a bit It was not a joke. It was on the name Go of the to bottle. my Instagram, you'll see a photo That's of it. True. And then we <laughs> went to this pub that uh that Sergio Leone movie Jimmy Toners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was filmed and they had uh, pictures on the wall of uh Sam Beckett. Sam Beckett, yes, the character from Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap, yeah. Uh, Samuel Beckett, who Jimmy, I forgot. Jimmy I, Joyce. I, G Jimmy Joyce. <laughs> Jimbo Joyce. I was a bit, I forgot I was a fan of Beckett in college and I forgot about Jimbo Joyce, Sammy Beckett, and then we weren't sure, but our guest it's uh, Brendan Bayon. That's Brendan Byrne. The Brendan Byrne, the arena, Jersey. former governor yeah. of New Jersey. It's right. uh, Brendan. Uh, <laughs> who's the famous Brendan? Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, yes, yeah. Yes, he gained a lot of weight for that part. Yeah. Um, how do we get on that? I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> but no, it's not, it's not an apocalyptic thing at all. That's my okay. point. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you know, this is one of these topics that the glass half full aspect of me wants to say, no, this is the exact opposite apocalypse. This is the cure of the apocalypse. I mean, probably hyperbole in this case, but, you know, especially if he burns out quickly, like if this thing comes. I can picture this guy saying, Next week, this is my last episode. Yeah, I've said all I want to say. I, say. I, I need to. I need to hold something back in, right. in reserve because I'm going to write a book. He really like leans that. into the, you know, I, the, like I said with the Patreon thing. He only does what he wants. He also he used to do a Twitch every week, a Twitch stream where he play a video game and talk to people, and he stopped doing that just because he wanted time to work on other things. Yeah, you know, so I can see him just moving on. But again, in some ways, that's also a cure for the apocalypse, because. If we can, like I say, if we can stop the noise, if we can get away from the constant churn of what's going to get me clicks, what's going to get me likes, what's going to get me eyeballs, if we can counter this wave of distraction, this wave of cruelty, this wave of technological overkill, I mean, that's the only way we're going to get out of this mess of a world we've built for ourselves. Um, and frankly, you know, examples like this where 
we're just trying to, even in a small way, get away from it, you know, that says something good about the human condition. So even if this does absolutely zero to make the world a better place, I mean, I'm kind of contradicting myself, simply the fact that it tries in its own very personal, very seemingly honest way, I think says something good about us as a, as a species and as a, as, a think, as a thinking animal. I would say the biggest threat to mental health in this country is lack of access to services, the housing crisis, the rent crisis. That for me as someone who yeah. speaks about mental health on my podcast and who gets contacted by quite a lot of people, when, when you start saying cannabis is, is the, the thing to focus on, it, it distracts a lot from, from huge structural issues. All right, no, let's uh, trample down towards inevitability and talk about Please. jealousy. Please trample. Uh, what do you think about, yeah. uh, oh, how, how, does, how does David Chambers make I'm completely think? jealous of this guy. Um, you know, I, like I said, I, I wanted the world to hear my thoughts and I never had the opportunity or, I mean, here I am doing this podcast, but not in this sort of very personal way that I dreamed of and that the way that he managed to do and get people to, to, to listen and to care. Um, you know, I'd love to tour sold-out audiences, right? I mean... Even if they were just Irish people. Even, even if even they were it was just, just Irish and yeah. people in Vancouver. Uh, the Irish Canadians of Vancouver. Uh, but I think I'm even more jealous of the fact that he just... He doesn't seem to care. Like, he says, like, I don't... I don't he doesn't seem to care whether it's popular or not. And, you know, maybe that's bullshit. Maybe I'm falling for it. But he's like, oh, I'm gonna... You know, it's sort of the cool stance, like... It's going to make me extra cool by pretending I don't care, right? You know, you're cool by not caring, yeah. right? Yeah. As soon as you care, you're not you're you you're not cool enough anymore. It's, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, it's cruel to be kind. I'm not saying it right in in uh, in the right fashion. Uh, so yeah, I'm just jealous. The fact that he can pose for a New York Times photo with a bag on his head yeah. and not feel like a freaking idiot. Um, you know, I wish I were were I had a little less self consciousness. You know that he. I mean, I'm sure. He has his own struggles with his neurodiversity. I mean, I would imagine, I don't know, maybe he loves it. But um, it's not for me to say, but like, I wish I could just be more satisfied with who I am. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's the wrong way of putting it because he clearly has a lot of struggles and a lot of doubts. That's kind of the whole point of this. But I, I, don't know, I wish I could be less self-conscious. I'm not jealous of him very simply because I feel like this guy is working at a precinct of something in society that I'm not good at, nor do I have aspirations to. And, you know, I get to sit back and watch a dude tackle a topic in a certain way that makes me think, oh, I've never really quite considered this until this guy brought it to my attention. So if it's sort of not in my purview and yet I find it really interesting, it makes for good entertainment. It makes me feel like I'm rooted on planet Earth and I, I can't get jealous because it's like, I'm glad this guy is covering stuff that's in my blind spot. I, you know, it's like, there's no way I could be revelatory like this. There's just, mm -hmm. I, I, I can't um, plumb the depths of me as much as I can right. describe things around me. I don't think I do myself any justice try talking about me. I'm not I, eloquent about my own feelings. Okay, I think you don't give yourself enough credit. It's possible. Is it really important you talk about yourself? What about when you think? What about when you sit and think, mm -hmm. when you process therapy, when you, I mean, you don't meditate, right? I don't know. But like, yeah, you know, when you walk down the street and you're just thinking about life and sure. thinking about who am I Having and my relationships yeah. and yeah. my family and all that, like, I don't think you give yourself enough credit, man. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you can articulate it, but in your own head where it really matters. No, that's right. It, it, the idea is like listening to this guy who's got a bit of a poet in his soul 
And it's like, well, I definitely, as much as I fancied myself a writer in college, and that did not turn out to be the thing. And granted, I mean, I write. Yeah, but you were going to write comic books. Hopefully, that didn't yeah. kind of pan out. Yeah, I, you know, I, it's, you know, there's, again, it's not a jealousy so much as I think, well, he's kind of describing a lot of things the way I'd like to describe them. So he right. takes the burden off my back. I don't have to do it because he's doing a better job. Right. And his damn limerick accent sounds, he's, he's purring in my oh. ear. It's just He so really charming. does have a very pleasing voice. It's very nice. And, and you said the soul of a poet. If you went to a pub in Limerick, it would be pictures of Joyce and Beckett and, you know, guy with a bag on his head. Sam Beckett. Sam Beckett, yeah. yes. Jo no, be, Joyce DeWitt? Is that Joyce DeWitt. We keep saying be, Joyce DeWitt. Joyce DeWitt from Three's Company. Sam, uh, Be Sam Beckett from Quantum, Quantum Leap. <laughs> and Blind Boy. <laughs> Brendan Byrne. Uh, Brendan Byrne Arena, yeah. yeah. All right, so Noah, tell me, where does this fall on the XYZ axis? All right. Uh, XYZ, as they XYZ say XYZ, as yeah. they, do they say Z here? Yeah, sure. Everywhere but, sure. Everywhere, but, everywhere, but America. Yeah. Everywhere but America, they say Z, yeah. Uh, in Ireland, do they call it football or soccer? Uh, I believe they call it footy. Or football. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I was surprised to learn, actually I knew this already, but I was surprised to be reminded when I was in Australia that they call it soccer there too. So. Mm -hmm. um, all know, right. You know what they call beer here? Beer. Guinness. Yeah, Guinness. Good crack. A point. Good crack. Yes, a point. Yeah. A point of Guinness. Oh, we've been to a few pubs and like, I, I really give the Irish a lot of credit because when I thought I would come to Ireland, I'm like, but I don't drink beer, is everyone going to hate me? You know, Bill gets the, the pint of Guinness and I get the little, the glass. Fancy ass soda. It's called TK. TK. It's Irish soda. There yeah. are. Well, it, will be, it will be when it arrives. Yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't, they don't know the name of the soda yet, so they call it TK. <laughs> it's publishing humor, folks. Look it up. It's sick. Yeah. Sick um, soda. All right. So as always with the Filonian scale, I compare like to like. So I went back and looked at podcasts we talked about before. I might be missing something here. This might not be an exhaustive list of podcasts to look for. We talked about. Okay, so this is, this is the best podcast we've looked at so far, in my opinion. This is twice as good as Talking Sopranos. This is four times as good as Call Her Daddy. This is eight times as good as My Dad Wrote a Porno. And this is negative six million times as good as My Brother, My Brother, and Me, which remains close to the bottom of the barrel, in my yeah. opinion, for all the top. It's so strange that it, it just bred so much envy. Oh, I'll take it. All right. I wanted to punch those guys in the face so hard. Oh, boy. I didn't even see their faces, and I know they have punchable faces. You will find them. Your fists will go through time and space right. to find yes, their exactly. contact with yeah. their cheek. I don't even know if those guys are still alive. Well, I don't like to, I don't like to mix like with like. But I know. I, I thought of a topic. Like I went back, and I was like, huh, it's really hard to find a correlative, because this is something I, I liked a lot. I thought it did its job very well. I can't see myself listening to more of it, per se, just because... My cultural diet, as much as this is a good additive to it, I don't seek out nutrients quite like this. And so I kind of compared it to Cardi B, our old friend from uh, Bronx. And that I liked Cardi B's music. Yeah. I liked her style. I liked her wit, her spirit. There's yeah. something really genuine and like neighborhoody about what she does, you know, like really respecting the, the terroir where she comes from. Yes. But it's like, I'm not seeking it out. If it, if it's in, if it, if I, if it comes across my transom as a pop culture quantity, I know why I will, I will enjoy it. And I, I judge it very highly, but I just don't go out there looking for it. I'd like know? to hear this guy in his voice, in his intonation, just read the lyrics to a Cardi B song. Now that would really- I make money moves. <laughs> um, <laughs> There was a question in the I quiz last night about I Cardi B. I don't strip anymore. I make money moves. That's yes. James Mason singing. Yes. James Mason. Yes, yes, James Mason. Okay. I, I make money moves. It's a deep yes. cut, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, all right. Well, our first, and hopefully not our last, yeah. recorded in Ireland in person 
episode of I don't get it. The next pop culture get off my podcast. From Krakow, that's our Krak- the, the big quiz thing in Krakow. I don't get it. Ludge Ghetto. I don't get. It. Yeah. So if you guys want to find past episodes, look on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill. Don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review on the aggregators. That's how people find podcasts, by putting uh, algorithmic heat on the ball here. Um, I am on Twitter, at William Scurry. I'm on YouTube, youtube.com slash amcesar, C-A-E-S-A-R. And here's Noah. He'll tell you all about he, uh, his enterprise. Here I am. So I've talked about it quite a bit here, because it's important. But uh, I'm all about the big quiz thing. Uh, America and the world's premier provider of the corporate. English-speaking world. English-speaking world. Yes, yeah. I, see, that's the thing. Someone once asked me to do an event in French, and I'm like, my French is faded so away. So far, no. it's just it's going to be English and Hosa, the only two languages that What's you... What's that? That's the African language. Oh, X-H-O-S-A. Yeah, Z, X-H-O-S-A. no, Z-H-O-S-A. I thought it was X-H-O-S-A. X? Okay, yeah, X, you're right, X. Hosa. Okay, anyway, yeah. I, I'm not qualified for that. But if it's in English, I am. Uh, we had a real international crowd last night from all over the place. I think it was like 30% American, some Irish, some British, uh, some Italian even. I think everyone spoke English. Yeah. And uh, it was a hit. So, um, you know, traveling quiz show, myself and the finest team of quiz masters in the trivia event business. Corporate, private, in-person, virtual, hybrid, you name it. The best in trivia service and trivia fun. Bigquizzing.com. Uh, we're still celebrating our 20th anniversary. Um, uh, some videos. Uh, edited by, you know, my, my, my boy here, Mr. Yeah. Bill Scurry. Your boy. Uh, all me investigating some of my favorite questions from the very first Big Quiz Thing event, low those many decades ago. Who would have thought we'd end up in Ireland, my friend? That's true. Before we had even heard the word podcast. Uh, so check those out on all the media social and at BigQuizThing.com and book us. And I personally am at Tarno. You can see some of my photos from my trip here. You can see that Yates sparkling water bottle. Yeah. Uh, it's going to go big. It's going to travel. A, a Phil Lynott statue. Yeah, it's true. I love Thin Lizzy. They're great. Uh, yeah, so at me, Noah Tarno on Instagram. So until our next episode where me and Noah put plastic bags over our heads but forget to punch holes for air, we, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2023.